Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Football. Energy drinks. Beer. More football. Welcome to Bink at Night. 8 o'clock hour, Bink at Night, Jay Binkley with the sports machine, Sean Levine and Grant Nichols. You're the sports machine. I stand corrected. Well, I'm just saying, we, we talk about this Ravens deal. If you, if you go, just Google the Ravens preseason, Ravens break unofficial record, win 20 preseason games. 20! I went back and looked. 20! The last time they lost the preseason game was 2015, also the same year the Broncos uh, last beat the Chiefs. Royals win the World Series 2015. Since then, the Ravens have not lost the preseason football game. Again, John Harbaugh likes them. They won 17-14 to this year, 20-3 and 37-3. to Weird. Bet on the Ravens in the preseason. I will. Who knew? You take knew. That, take that to your bet, QL, Sean. For real. That's an unbelievable. 20 straight preseason 20 games? 20 straight. That's now, almost, I don't know how many covers. There's been a few they didn't cover. That's almost sure. embarrassing, though. We were talking but about 20 straight. We were talking about a bowling alley earlier. Like, let's say you're going on that first date to a bowling alley. It's a great first date. It's a great idea. But you don't want to be the guy that shows up with two different bowling balls and your own shoes and like a glove. You don't want to be that into it, right? Like you don't want 20 straight preseason. You're a little too into it, bro. Lamar Jackson says, quote, it's lit. We want to win at the end of the day. I don't care if it's preseason. Maybe you want to win in the postseason, buddy, instead of the preseason. Just a suggestion. Yeah, last time. It's the, even more lit. Last time the Ravens lost a preseason game, September 3rd, 2015. Weird. Um, the Ravens winning streak is the longest since 1996 per Elias sports. Uh, Vince Lombardi's Packers have the longest preseason win streak at 19. The Ravens now hold the preseason Kings. Hmm. Lamar right. Jackson hasn't even signed his extension yet. Lamar Jackson is not. He Ravens was, he's, talking he's about that earlier too. He didn't have an agent, right? He's doing it himself. Lamar's a little different though than these other guys. Like the other guys that just got paid and I'm not talking about Aaron Rodgers. I'm talking about Josh Allen and Patrick Mahomes and those dudes. They're well. They're not, they're not typical pocket passers, but they don't put themselves at the risk that Lamar Jackson does. Now I understand the argument as well. He hasn't really been squared up just yet. He's been playing this style for years successfully. I would be nervous, like to, to hand him the max contract that those other guys got. It was really obvious to do. Hell, even Deshaun Watson got two hundred plus million dollars. Well, they were talking about him breaking the bank next year because everybody wants that. That MVP quarterback. He's betting more. He's betting on himself. Oh, you've got to pay him if you're the Ravens. You don't really have a choice. I mean, he's betting on himself. He's not making the money he should be making now as far as the extension, but he doesn't have an agent. And usually these guys that don't have agents, it doesn't always work out for them. The thing is, is they're trying to give him the extension, but oh, he's, he's, he's not coming in. He doesn't. And he keeps saying, well. He's he trying to do it himself. Yeah, he's doing it himself. Why would you do that? Like, 
There are certain things Why in life we need help Why the hell would you hire Rosenhaus like Tyreek Hill? Seriously. I understand that. That's kind of like giving surgery to yourself or like piercing yourself. Have you Good ever point. met somebody you're like, hey, that's really dope. She goes, yeah, I did it myself. All of a sudden, you think less of her. You're like, why? Or let your friend give you a tattoo. Why? Why <laughs> did you do that? Like, you know, there's professional places. I question you. That's all I'm saying. Bet on the Ravens, Sean. I will. I was bringing that. I was, Grant remembers. I was bringing that up last year on the on the show. I said, no, hey, man, sure you were. Watch the Ravens, man. Watch the Ravens win this game. They actually like preseason football. Who knew? You knew. Congratulations. The kings of the preseason. Can't beat that whatsoever. We're talking about the stadiums. Uh, will it go to Kansas? Chiefs are going to look over there. I think they're going to stay right where they're at. Do you wait uh, the Chiefs? Yeah, just keep them right where they're at. I think they're going to be fine. They'll build that little plaza around it. Think about that. The bars, the restaurants, the barbecue restaurants, the hotel, whatever. That's going to be a big-time money make. Because it's now about money. It's like SoFi with everything around. It's like making entertainment. Casey place. Wolf becomes Leewood Wolf. <laughs> Leewood Wolf. No, I can't see that, man. <laughs> Starts driving a Benz. <laughs> that was good. That was good. Yeah, he gets rid of that crappy old four-wheeler. He finally gets rid of his old Zubas. I mean, he's kind of mangy, right? Like, if they become the Leewood Chiefs, he's got to go and, like, get himself a perm and get himself a haircut, like, get yeah. a, a haircut and a three-piece suit and if definitely you, a Benzino for you sure. smell the wolf? Oh, he's mangy. Oh, he's oh, nasty. Camp, it's like 100 degrees or Dude, something. because my, I feel bad for him, my niece, Like, Slugger, when he's out there. Nasty. And the Jayhawk, too. The big Jay. My niece and nephew, they're at that age where they see the mascot walking around, and they're like, let's go hug him. And I'm like, at, as a germaphobe, absolutely not. Where you got to stay away from that thing? That thing is disgusting. Oh, you, know, you know, if you're looking for another career, I've heard the mascots make bank. No, I am. I'm not kidding. The, uh, I'd like to say in sports. Is well, that considered staying in well, sports? Well, there was a there was a Mac the Maverick. Is the Missouri Mavericks? Um, they well Casey Mavericks now, but he was a Missouri. He was Mac, and he got tripped by one of the affiliates of the Dallas Stars. And Dallas felt bad about you know him tripping the the. Uh, the mascot. Yeah. So they asked him to be the mascot of the All Stars. So he gets a little promotion going from, you know, IHL up to uh, or ECHL up to NHL, and he does it so well. The state of Texas, the the, uh, the Houston Texans hired him as like Toro the Bull. It's like a six figure salary now being a mascot. Yeah, but that's like the luckiest mascot story I've ever heard. I'm just saying, man. I feel like most of them. The, one time I got drunk with a mascot, uh, the 2008 national championship when KU played Memphis. So remember, Memphis was up by nine with two minutes and 12 seconds left. So their mascots like feeling good and dancing up and down all that stuff. And then we're on the river walk a couple hours afterwards in San Antonio and come to find out that he was a senior, the mascot. And so he was like, screw it. He didn't have any more games anyway. And he took off the tiger head. So he was walking around the Memphis tiger with his big ass, like tiger butt and his tail and his feet. But it was just like a normal guy's head. I'm still friends with the guy on Facebook. His name is really? Josh. He was a cool guy. Yeah, we tipped a couple of back because he was depressed. Here's but. another uh, mascot story. Yeah, give it for to you. me. Um, the Big Twelve. Obviously, I'd go to the Big Twelve media days. You know, and cover those. This better not be about Willie the Wildcat, the half man, no, half mascot. No, but I, but they would bring a lot of the mascots down there. So I I did mess the West Virginia mascot. He, he's just a, just a because you you can't interview like cats and. No, they, 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 yeah, they don't talk. They but, meow. But the ones that are like real people, like the West Virginia mascot, you can talk to him. He carried a musket around with mm-hmm. him. Well, he got in trouble with it because he ended up using that to shoot a bear. Like, the musket's real. What? Yeah, he ended up shooting, like, Google it. The, the West Virginia mascot did. I don't want to question you because you told me the Ravens the won all those games, but that just sounds made up. Yeah, no, he did. He went out it's there and story. shot a bear. 
I think so. The funniest mascot thing now that we're going down this path is this. Watching an Air Force fo- football game, and they have the Falcon, right? But mm-hmm. it's but it's a live Falcon. And so at the beginning of the game, this Falcon goes around the entire stadium. It does like one lap, and then it's supposed to come back, but it didn't. And it just flew over the top of the stadium. <laughs> and the Falconer, whatever the person is, the look on her face, she's like, oh, my God. And the Falcon just took off, you know, it just went Falcon and decided I got wings. I'm out of here, bro. <laughs> no, here, you're just, you're just, September 2012. Yep. Just a quick Google USA Today, Pittsburgh, uh, CBS News, West Virginia mascot shoots bear with school musket. Oh, my gosh. I got so many questions. First of all, <laughs> yes. he had to be pissed. Second of all, where was his, the bear? I think they took his gun away. Where They should. Why is it loaded in the first place? Or that like the Davy Crockett? I know who he is. Why was there? Why was it loaded? And why? Where was he? Where there was a bear? Where did this guy shoot a bear? I've never been to West Virginia, but he's in West Virginia, man. Oh, they got bears, bears in West Virginia there. for sure. The school asked no, him don't. to stop using the musket. <laughs> they absolutely have bears in West Virginia. Have you been Virginia. to West Virginia, Grant? No, but I know they got bears there. They probably have more bears than it's, it. it's just a feeling. He broke no laws or regulations. The university has discussed this with them, and he agrees that it would be inappropriate to, to, to use the musket. He's appropriate to forego using the musket this way in the future. So, uh, I want to know more about bears in West Virginia. I, I don't, I don't know, think man. they're as prevalent as he makes them out to be. But he's one of the guys I talk to down there, again, because he's not a cat or a bird or something like that, so he can have a conversation. Have with you ever been to Montana, Grant? No. I went to a place called Whitefish, Montana, okay? And I was told that the outdoor viewing is amazing and the fishing and all that stuff, and I expected to see bears. Like, that's what I was in Montana. I wanted to see bears. I didn't see a damn bear. Should have gone to the river. I did go to the river. Right around all those fish. I was around the river. I was at the fish. I was fishing. I was fly fishing. I was doing all that. I didn't see a damn bear. You really wanted to see a bear? Yes. I'm not like too close. Grant's yeah, making it say. seem like there's bears on every corner in West Virginia. There's Bro, look up the map like of where go, bears live like in North go, America. Like if you go there's to bears in Missouri. Like you're going to go to Starbucks, but all of a sudden watch out where you're parking no, because a bear map. might look break into your car. Where Stop. do bears live in North America? Google it. I will. All right. This is West another Virginia's true story. blacked out. This is another true story about black bears. Right? There's this bear, and there was two coolers. It was like at this campsite. And it had like a bunch of natural light or something and one of cool and the other was Rainier beer, which is like a craft beer out in the state of Washington. I Googled right? Bears in West Virginia and the score of the Baylor West Virginia game came up. That pisses me off. <laughs> but but anyway, just do West Virginia mascot shoots bear and you'll find it. But anyway, so this bear, right, gets drunk on Rainier beer, climbs a tree and they can't get it out. So to catch the beer bear, they made a trap and they put the beer in the trap and the bear went back for the beer. What? I'm not kidding you. This bear got loaded. That's a drunk ass I mean, bear. It's like a bro. young bear. It's like 300 pounds, 400 pounds, but you drink like 30 bears. Well, you had to be 21. It couldn't have been that young. Nah, the bears can do whatever the hell they want. Uh, black bears are found in all. Oh, damn. Black bears are found in all of West Virginia's 55 counties. They're very, very common. Apparently, they're Louisiana and New Mexico. Black yeah. bears. Who knew? Well, there's something I learned here in the text. The official line. state animal, the there's, black bear. There's actually been a shark attack in the state of Missouri. No. It climbed up through the Mississippi River and just kept swimming That's up there. That's got to be an old wives' tale. No, I'm not kidding. We looked this up one time. We, we it's it true, it but we true. I literally you. spent 45 minutes trying to research this one. But what it is think? true. There was a shark attack in the state of Missouri. I feel like there's always those stories. You know when you drive on K10 to Lawrence? Past, what's your barbecue place in New Dora called? Barbed wire. Right when you go past barbed wire, there's like a little bit of a – there's like a little tiny lake. It's where they the KU jet ski team – like does their thing. They have a jet ski team at KU. They do, and they're, they're, so they they practice man. in this lake that I'm talking about. There's a ramp. You guys know what I'm talking about, right? That little lake so off of K10. Man. There's a rumor. <laughs> there's a rumor that there was once a shark in there. Really? Yeah, but there's no way. Like, how? 
There's no way there's a live shark in is that, that body ski, of water. Is the jet ski team a real deal? Dude, I just told you they there was cut, a shark and they're they worried about the jet skiers. <laughs> okay. No, I found them more interesting, but they didn't cut the program because they're, they're canceling all these No, programs. they're thriving. The jet ski team is? Yeah, absolutely. There's a jet ski team occasionally. You've never seen what I'm talking no, about. I've seen, yeah, I've seen that. You're too damn jumpers. busy at your barbecue no, place. The ski jumpers, I see that. I've never yeah. seen the jet, uh, the jet skis on it. Yeah, yeah. That's where the KU team practices. Yeah. I've seen their hockey team because they do have a hockey team. I saw them play Missouri. Yeah, they got a hockey it's team. It's like a club team. Yeah. Let's go to Fred in Overland Park before we get carried away. Fred, how do you like uh, killing bears? All right. Well, let's see if you guys can bear with me for a minute. Oh, bear with me. I like it. Now, now seriously. <laughs> now, now, let's sit. Seriously. Let's do a what if. <laughs> All you right. used the pun. I'm never, I'm never wrong on pro football, period. <laughs> no, you so, never are, friend. So. No, no. Well, there was one time I thought I was wrong, but I was mistaken. I'm, so, I'm sure and, Fred. And anyhow, not seriously. <laughs> the play- playoff game we lost, and for a couple years, all the people calling the games, the ex-coaches, players, the Chiefs within the 20-yard line, the scoring can't do it. We suck. We have no short yardage to anything. It's was that way with Tyreek, it's still that way. So I want for a draft, for a draft pick. All right. I want the next Christian Okoye. He sent me down to Georgia and I talked to Jordan Davis. Ooh. And I say, I'm gonna make you the baddest running back in history. He's You're a defensive make... lineman. The guy is built Damn good, and he can run like a gazelle. He's a defensive lineman. You want him to be a running back? Dude, forget about this gazelle talk, you know? And he we're said talking bear about the Bears. Me. He said bear with me. Yeah, he said bear with me. He didn't realize me. he did a pun. And then after you said that, the call went way downhill, did it not? I he mean, what? He, what? He wouldn't take Jordan Davis, who's 6'6". I'd rather talk about the Baylor Bears, the Chicago Bears, or the Bad News Bears. Pounds. He's got to get him no stamina. It's going to be like an alligator. I mean, yeah, short yardage. Maybe he'll do it and get Jordan Davis. But... I will take a running back because, you know, Ronald Jones does have his deficiencies in blocking, but I have the Chiefs. Dude, the season's seven out. months away. We were talking about a shark in the KU jet ski Look pond. at the text line. Fresh waters were bull sharks. It was a bull shark, I do believe, right? Oh, bull shark. It was a bull shark. I'm calling bull shark on this one. We didn't get to Mayor Q talking about stuff. Oh, we'll yeah. That next. Okay. This is Bank at Night on your home for Royals baseball and the official broadcast partner of the Kansas City Chiefs, 610 Sports Radio. Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. 
I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. Welcome back to Big and Nine, Jay Bainfield. Sports machine, weather machine, Sean Levine. Grant Nicholson producing the operation. Going to get some thunderstorms here in a little bit. Get your errands done fast. Yeah, you said you hate driving them at the bottom. I, I, I've had to pull over. I just pull over or whatever and just let it pass because I can't see that well. When it's, like, I can't see how the windshield. I've never actually had to pull over on the highway, but I've come damn close before. That is nerve-wracking when you're on the highway and it's raining a million miles an hour, your windshield wipers yeah. are doing nothing. And when other people are pulling over, like, that's when it's bad, man. You I hope it doesn't get that bad. You ever seen a twister? With my own two eyes? Yeah. I have not. Have you, th- Grant? I thought I did one time. Uh, I think I've seen one, but it's way off in the distance. I drove through one. You drove through a twister. In the, uh, near Murfreesboro, Tennessee. It's like a real small one. Like one of those real small ones. Like you can feel the back of the car shaking and everything. It goes off into the I field. think there's a punchline coming. Are you being serious? There was no punchline. Oh. Yeah. Well, I pulled over to, at a rest stop, and there was like hundreds of people in it. I was like, what are y'all doing? And the sirens said, didn't give it away? It was near Nashville. You know, it's kind of like Tornado Alley now. And I said, okay. I had a rental car, so just get back on the street and see if I can see well, it. Well, if you had the insurance, yeah, just take that yeah, thing on the street and yeah. see what happens. Yeah, I had a rental car, so I was like, yeah, whatever. Hey, let's just yeah. go do it. Okay, the Kansas City Chiefs, and this did cause some news today, because the Chiefs, their lease expires 2031. It's going to be a minute. Mine expires like tomorrow. I better figure that out. Does it? Yeah, pretty soon here. But you throw it out there and just see what happens. You take the, the public sentiment, the temperature and everything, and, it, and basically Mark Donovan – you know, said a few things about hearing proposals. Well, that's what he should do. He should listen to proposals. He's down at the owners' meetings, and he said he's the chief's president. He said he's been evaluating pitches from developers to build a new stadium in Kansas, across the state lines from uh, from Arrowhead Stadium. Pretty consistently, we get inquiries from the state of Kansas. Well, he, state of Kansas should try to do this. I the Tong and Oxy Chiefs. You know, they already exist. Could be. Had to add more stoplights. If you're going to make a change, what if you brought the stadium here? But Donovan also noted early the team is considering further renovations and the possibility of building a replacement for Arrowhead on site. That would be easier if Coffin Stadium moves down. I think that's what they're going to do. I think Royals are going to move downtown, and they're going to build like a Chiefs Plaza around that point. Here was the mayor that was on with Carrington earlier about uh, both teams getting new stadiums. And that's why I think the Royals are having the conversations they have. A necessary part of it and something that makes the job harder for people like me and the county executive and others is that the Chiefs conversation likely will be one that is going on at the same time. And it's just the, the legacy of the two stadiums being built and put next to each other. And, and every agreement to have them both uh, talking at the same time. And the real question is, does Kansas City have you know, the wherewithal to put $2.5 billion or so into new stadiums at the same time? Uh, that's a good question. But I think there are ways we can try to work out a deal. And fortunately, we're working in advance. We are far, far from the St. Louis position where they were looking at a contract that had expired. A team owner is already looking to fill the L.A. market. I think we can be smart. We're not going to act crazy just because the Chiefs talk to other people, because I would imagine they talk to other people all the time. But I think that uh, you're, you're likely to see probably new stadiums for both teams in the next 10 to 15 years. 
And as we said, Arrowhead Stadium, third oldest in the NFL. The uh, Royals, or Coffin Stadium, the fourth oldest in the American League. Buffalo uh, is getting a new stadium. They're the fourth oldest stadium in the National Football League, which I think spearheaded a lot of these conversations. But you do have to get newer to time. And at that point, the Truman Sports Complex was something a lot of cities didn't have, these standalone buildings. For baseball and football, I think it's going to be a tug-of-war between Kansas, and Kansas should want the Chiefs. They should want a professional sports team in their state, and Missouri needs to hold on to the Kansas City Chiefs with all their might because they've already lost one pro team in St. Louis. Also, um, this is Mayor Q, more on the uh, Chiefs staying in KCMO. But while the Chiefs, as they should, any responsible business, should look at where good deals could come from, I think they recognize the long-term tradition they've had with Kansas City and the state of Missouri, our ongoing interest in a future with the Kansas City Chiefs and Royals. And I think that the odds are, hands down, the Chiefs will be playing in Kansas City, in Kansas City, Missouri, for the long-term foreseeable future given, I think, all of the work that we've done attracting sports franchises in the state of Missouri, and I think the ongoing interest that myself, City Council, and the people of Kansas City will continue to have in having this great asset. Hope it stays there. Also, uh, Mayor talked about the improvements to the sports complex. I don't think they do many improvements. I think it's all about building new stadiums. Something else that I think is good in this conversation, as we talk about downtown baseball, but also potential for improvement out at the Truman Sports Complex, there has not been the attention there over the last 50 to 60 years in economic development in the area that there needs to be. And I think I hear loud and clear from the Chiefs that I think that can be enhanced, and that's probably something that will be discussed as the years go by. So we'll see what happens. I, I used to not be for the downtown stadium. Then I switched, and I'm, I'm for it now. I mean, they can get more revenue out of it. Go ahead and do it. Um, Are people so hung up on what side of the state line it's on? Like, I get it. If you're from Missouri, all well, the teams Kansas play Missouri. Care. Missouri cares. Kansas doesn't care. Well, as somebody that's not there anyway. As somebody that grew up in Overland Park, and we made the 25, 30 minutes, sometimes on game day for a Chiefs game with traffic, it could be like 45 minutes or an hour. What do I care if it's in Kansas City, Kansas, or Kansas City, people, Missouri? You've seen, though, the people from Missouri get mad when you say, oh, you're not in Kansas City. No, I understand. I just don't understand like it. it. I just say it. It's just. I see it. I see it on the text line. I yeah. hear it. What's your argument, though? I mean, my entire life, it hasn't bothered me that the Kansas City, the team that I root for, plays in the state of Missouri. Who cares? Are you for the day. downtown ballpark? Yeah. It makes it, to me, it's pretty obvious what's well, it's really going to happen. out of where it's at now. I think I that, mean, for selfish reasons, it's easy to get down there, but I understand downtown. Because what I want them to do is put fountains like Salvador Perez, the everlasting water fountain, because he's going to have one, with a bucket that has the continuous water out. Yeah, no, I mean, they need to... You've got to have the water elements. They need to keep the water elements, but building it downtown, like, you downsize a little bit. You wouldn't have nearly the the, the parking. Like, right now, the parking is obviously much better for cheese games because of the tailgating, but for a baseball stadium, have you ever gone to see a game at Wrigley Field or in any other, like, downtown baseball? It's a pain in the ass. There's nowhere to park. It costs... Well, I spent three hours going to a Vikings game once. Well, you think it's bad downtown. here? Oh, it's expensive. Yeah, it sucks, and parking sucks. Wait till you go to a downtown stadium. You really want to get a good parking spot there? Better You're not bitching about paying 40 or 50 bucks. Yo. Better have trains. Well, that's that's another thing, is that if we do have a downtown stadium, then public transportation has to get better. I know it's improving, but it has to get even better. But I, I am for it now because I know how downtown, when the Sprint Center goes up, T-Mobile Center now at this point, and you see the power and light and stuff like that. You know, I've been down there doing remotes and stuff like during the middle of the week. If there's no concerts there. It doesn't have any buzz. No. There's nobody down there. I mean, there's there's not exactly a ton of buzz right now with the Denny's or the Taco Bell outside of Kauffman Stadium when there's not a game going on either. Like, that's what they need uh, to figure out. It's a few months, though, Sean. I hear you. Just a few months. that, But I guarantee you they bank in when you can with the Taco Bell. No, I'm sure. Because no one goes out there. Speak of the Kansas City Royals, 
Talk about them next. You have Royals fever. We'll discuss that, uh, the Royals next. This is Bank at Night on your home for Royals baseball and the official broadcast partner of the Kansas City Chiefs, 610 Sports Radio. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for well-qualified customers. Contact us before canceling accounts to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice-cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter. Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Port, Chicago, Illinois. Hey, Rob Bradford here. I have set out on a mission with my good friends at FanDuel to prove what I have known for some time. Baseball isn't boring. Now I have a daily podcast to prove it with some of the most notable people in the baseball world screaming baseball isn't boring from the mountaintops or at least agreeing to come on our show. Players, managers, GMs, and yes, even the commissioner of baseball, Rob Manfred. It has been a constant wave of baseball's most powerful voices. So join the revolution. Subscribe and soak in baseball isn't boring. Listen on your Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcast. You'll be glad you did. Welcome back to Big and Night, Jay Binkley in the sports machine. Sean Levine, Grant Nicholson producing the operation. You heard the uh, promo there, the Kansas City Royals 610 Sports Radio. Of course, home of the Kansas City Royals, who <laughs> 19 runs yesterday, 11 runs today for the Royals. I know it's the Cactus League, and I know they won the Cactus League last year. Man, they're like the Baltimore Ravens spring training. They, just, <laughs> they beat everybody. But it is fun. It's fun watching Bobby Witt. Uh, another uh, two hits today and an RBI for Bobby Witt Jr. Um, he's fun to watch. I don't know if you've got the bug yet for Royals baseball, but I can't wait. I was so pissed during that lockout. Because I remember a couple years ago where Kramer did the uh, virtual Royals. Yeah. there was no baseball until like July 24th, I think it was. When everything was shut down until then, there was nothing going on. No, this is a whole lot better than that. Real baseball versus virtual baseball. I thought you guys did a good job making that entertaining. But, but there's nothing else on. No, and this Royals team has a chance to, I don't know how good they're going to be, but they're going to be fun, especially at the beginning of the year. Like, there's a lot to watch for. Grinky's back, and Montessi is, at least right now, healthy, and Bobby Witt Jr., and can Nicky Lopez do what he did a year ago? Like, there's a lot of reason to watch. I'm gr- I'm glad Grinky's back, man. I mean, they're like, they're, like, picking his brain for everything. Like, he's talking to all the young guys. Guys... The guy knows everything about pitching, and he watches all the pitchers. He'll go spend time doing that, tell them what they're doing right or wrong. But the White Sox lead the way, 93-and-a-half wins over under the Vegas total. Twins at 81-and-a-half. Cleveland, 75-and-a-half. I don't like Cleveland being in third here. I don't I don't understand that one. Tigers, 77-and-a-half, then the Royals at 73-and-a-half. Oh. They won 74 last year. I think the Royals are a pretty safe bet to be over. I'm not sure why they're so low, and I'm not sure why Cleveland. Some books have at 75, but this is FanDuel. Yeah, but they're improved. I mean, the Royals are definitely a better team than they were a year ago, right? You have to imagine that when Montessi comes back healthy, and, and you get Bobby Wood Jr., you add Grinky, Daniel Lynch has been in the bigs now. Like, what did they win last year? What did you just say? 74. And they need to win another game, game and a half, to take my ticket to the window and cash it? Absolutely. 
I mean, I think the Royals are probably closer to like a 75-80 win team. I think you'd cash in on that. Yeah, for sure. I think you'd 100% cash in on that. But Bobby Wood Jr. is one of those guys. I, listen, I, I always say the uh, the old uh, autograph test, you put all the Chiefs, the Royals, sporting, whatever, and you give people a cho- chance to get one autograph. You get one. And I think it'd be uh, Mahomes and Bobby Wood Jr. Even though Sal Perez is accomplished and he's going to the Hall of Fame, in my opinion, but Bobby Wood Jr. is about to be a superstar here in Kansas City. I don't think there's any question about that. He's been batting second. He's uh, you know, probably going to keep him batting second, to be quite honest with you. Here was Whit Merrifield yesterday about Bobby hitting second. I think if Bobby makes the team, I think it doesn't really matter where you put him in the lineup. I think he'll be just fine. So, uh, yeah, we'll see what happens. But, like I said, if he's, if he's on our team, I don't think it matters where he's at in the lineup. I think he's going to be just fine. And this offense is good. Obviously, in the Cactus lead, one of the best teams in OPS, slugging percentage, you name it. They've been scoring a lot of runs. Here's Whit Merrifield about the Royals' offense. Just well-rounded. Guys that can hit for power, can hit for power uh, have speed to cause havoc, um, put the ball in play, not strike out, be situational, do all the things necessary to score runs, you know, not just be a one-dimensional offensive team. And uh, I feel like we've got guys pretty much up and down the lineup that can that can do every facet of, of what hitting calls for. This offense is going to be fun. What's that team that you liked for the Royals? Was it 97? What's the team that you liked? You mean the team that I can name the opening day starting yes, lineup? the opening day starting. Was that? Uh, 92. Now, right. McCray Gibson, Brett Tartable, Eisenreich, Benzinger, Stillwell, Schumpert, and Maine with Saberhagen on the hill. That team? That's a good team. Thank you. Well, you know, it was a team. You know they had the highest payroll in baseball then? Isn't that crazy? Like after like 89, actually it might have been 89. I was so excited when they got Kirk Gibson. <laughs> that was the move, baby. There was the explosion of cable television, you know, like the, you know, Turner Turner Sports and all that, but uh, in cable television changed the dynamic, but the Royals had the highest payroll in baseball. I think it was 89. That was the one. What, 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 what Royals move in your lifetime is the one that got you the most excited of all the moves that they've made. Like I mine was either I don't know why when they got Kirk Gibson or when David Cohn came back. I was like, oh my God, he's back. Yeah, we got both those things because Cone's we got from David Cone. I don't know. There had to be a trade they made in the last few years, but I mean James Shields was exciting. That, that was yeah, that was a, a big, big time name, and yeah, that's probably pretty high up on the list. When's Grinky? I mean, he got traded for two of I don't think Grinky coming back right now doesn't do it for me to that level. It, this Grinky coming back feels like Pacquiao Mayweather five years out. Like, if you look at his numbers from five years ago, he's not he, I don't know if Grinky's still what you would call an ace. Is he the best pitcher on this team? Yeah. Is he the clear number one? Yeah. Is he what he was seven years ago with the Dodgers when he went 19 and three with a 1.6 ERA? He's just not that same guy. He helped his team out because they got Escobar and they got Lorenzo Cain and then the BNA. Oh, 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 the trade year. definitely worked out well for the Royals. Here's the one thing. Albert Pools back in St. Louis. Now. I saw that, yeah. How excited do you think they are? Because that having the DH open things up in the National League, four guys, which is silly they never had it because I'm a big DH fan. But the fact is, you know, here's Albert Pujols. This creates jobs. But Pujols was there forever. Pujols won a World Series there, and then he left. So now that he's back, it's a little different. That would be like Salvi leaving a few years ago when Hosmer and Mustafa. But I'm glad he's finishing up in his own in yeah. that uniform. Yeah, somebody sure. else. This doesn't seem right. He's a good dude, too, Pujols. Like Albert Pujols has the Kansas City ties and he's all that. He's here all the time. Yeah, he's a good dude. I've always liked Albert Pujols. He's here all the time. But Grinky being back, I think it's kind of cool. You know how good you have to be at baseball to have a last name Pujols and nobody yeah. ever makes fun of you? Like, yeah. that's how good that guy's been. Pujols is his last name. Absolute stud. I think Bubba Sterling was a royal because of Pujols. We're not going to pass on this guy. <laughs> Be a local guy playing. 
We're not going to pass on this guy. Well, maybe they should have. Well, too late to play football for him now. Probably so. How old's Bubba? I feel like I'm, he was on the Team USA last year. Turns thirty in August. Okay, thirty nine. Yeah, he's probably too old then. Well, I mean, you're, you're past the Chris Winky age when he was. Down oh, way past the Winky age yeah. when he came out. He was like twenty six. Yeah. I want to say. I'll miss him ever playing football though, because I love watching him play football. Dude, I, I never saw him play baseball before. One of uh, my favorite players ever. Darren Sproles at, is number one at Gardner Edgerton. I never saw him play baseball, but I did go see him play football, and he had in the first half. He had five touchdowns and like 300 yards rushing. They were up by 40, and they pulled him. Yeah, he was absolutely incredible on the football field. Best Third best player I think I've ever seen in the Kansas City area. Sproles, number one. It's a five by far. Just never. football? Are we talking all oh, like high football, school sports? Just football. just football? All around sports was Bubba. He never won a state title at Gardner, but his coach was down in Salina when Terrence Newman was down there. Yeah. He's always talking about Bubba being faster even than Terrence Newman. But it's right. He would take off on like the first play and go ADR. I don't think coming out of high school. He didn't have the receivers probably to to excel like he was, but I always wondered what he'd do in football. That's one of the big mysteries of Kansas City. How good of a football player would he have been? Coming out of high school, those are probably the guys, although I feel like Jerron Rush, even though only went to college for a year and the NBA flamed out, he to me is probably like if we're ranking the best of all sports, because we've had a lot of guys come out of this metro area, I would put him at the very top still. I think Jerron Rush, like the excitement back in the day when Pembroke was playing, that had to be number one. Had to be. Is is uh, Darren Sproles the best uh, football player ever to come to Kansas City? Mm. Kansas City, not Kansas, because you got Barry Sanders. Yeah, I was going like to say. That. I mean, Wichita. You got if you're going to include that, you got to throw Barry Sanders in there. But just just the Kansas City area. It's not Drew Locke. Um, yeah, I would say he is Darren Sproles. That had the best NFL career. That had the best career in the NFL of a Kansas City high school football player for sure. Yeah, for sure. Who would even be next? He's sixth all-time in all-purpose yardage. 19,696. That's six all-time. Like He's ahead of Tim Brown, Marshall Falk, Steve Smith, LT, Barry Sanders. Barry Sanders, 18,300. Herschel Walker. Like Darren Sproles, of course, the return games would help. Darren I feel Sproles. like Sproles is going to get a lot of love time, around here because, like, you know, being the K-State product, he's going to get a lot of love in New Orleans and Philly. And where where else did he play? Where else was he? He like he played for another team. Right? San Diego. And then San Diego and wherever. And, but outside of that, I don't think people realize that, what would you say, sixth all-time? Sixth all, in all-purpose yardage. <laughs> That's sixth unbelievable. All-time. Yeah, all return game helped him out and stuff like that and catch the football. But, yeah, he's the most accomplished player out of Kansas City. I don't think people really realize that with Darren Sproles. But it's amazing considering his size and everything. And, Best player ever at K-State? Or no? Because K-State's had some good ones. I don't know if he's the best all-time. He's in the top three for sure, though. While at K-State or just the best player like from K-State? While at K-State, man, that's a hell of an argument. Well, he, he just didn't have the offer. You could go with, like, Michael Bishop. You could go. Yeah, and Colin Klein. Both those guys were on top five in the Heisman. So Tyler Lockett. It's, it's the Bill Snyder magic. Terrence Newman. Because I remember Jordy Nelson. Remember Jordan, you know, Jordy, Jordy Nelson, yeah. No, Jordy Nelson didn't Mark have... Mark Simino, like, like remember he had, him? He had no stars, no offers. Remember, he was the defensive back when he showed up at uh, K-State. Oh, yeah. And then Ron Prince ended up taking over there for a while there and before Bill Snyder came back. But Jordy Nelson was a guy that was going to play defensive back for Kansas State. You know my favorite uh, K-State punt and kickoff returner is, Grant? I'll buy you dinner if you can Yaman figures. Right. That's not a terrible guess. Do you remember David Allen? I don't remember David, David Allen, but I know Allen. who David Allen oh, is. Oh, he was a beast. An absolute, he was right before Darren Sproles because they had a run. Because remember, like in college, your stud running back or wide receiver would also take back kicks. 
And the, in the student section, they would chant Kevin Lockett or Aaron Lockett or Darren Sproles or Terrence Newman. Like you had to have that 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 name that they could chant if you were going to be chanted like out in Manhattan. But yeah, I mean Ter- Terrence Newman returned kicks back in the day. I love watching games out there. That's a, that's a very underrated college football atmosphere. Do you guys ever celebrate Steve Grogan? Who? I don't know if they celebrate him, but I mean people are aware of him. Played the NFL for the Patriots in their Hall of Fame, Patriots Hall of Fame. I don't know who that is. Listen to this. This is how football's changed. 1974, he threw for 834 yards, six touchdowns, six picks. Ended up having an NFL career. Never heard of him. He could walk in. Is he live? Patriots, 75 to 90, 15-year career in, in uh, with the New England Patriots. He could walk in here in full uniform, and I'd ask him to kindly leave. Well, I just he, he gets no love at Kansas State. There's no buildings named after him. I'm not aware of anything. I believe there's, I believe there's a Steve urinal Rogan? in the student Yeah, union. I've heard of him. Yeah, I mean, he's on lists and things of great K-State football players. He's on lists. I, it's not like people are walking around in Steve Grogan jerseys. I don't know what to tell you. You don't have a Steve Grogan jersey? He started the Super Bowl, by the way. Didn't he start the one for the Patriots? Look how mad Bink is that you're disrespecting the name of Steve Grogan. Steve Grogan started the Super Bowl against the Bears, didn't he? Did he really? I don't know. Tony Easton in that game was 0-6, and he was the regular quarterback for him. Easton went 17-30 and for 177 against the 85 Bears. The Bears. your Kansas State guy, man. Steve Grogan. I'm aware. I'm telling you, I'm aware of him. Yeah, but you, there's not a building you know named a lot after Bears, him. right? West Virginia. Yeah, you do. On every city block, man. Be careful. Go, yeah, they go and get him. Take your musket. Got shot a bear. There's some K-State history for you. NFL.com has Steve Grogan as the number one number NFL one player out of K-State. Really? Yeah, they've got this little slideshow. Grogan number one. He's number one. Who which is on funny. the list? Steve Grogan threw for 329 one year, 1,050 the next. Listen to this. His sophomore year, four touchdowns, 15 picks. What? <laughs> and his senior year, 834 yards, six touchdowns, six picks. And that's their best ever? Bro, no, Steve Grogan couldn't hold a candle to L. Roberson. What are we talking about here? Darren Sproles is sixth on the list. Six? Yeah. This is the dumbest list. Of, give, me, give, me, give me two through five. Uh, five is Jordy Nelson. Four, Paul Kaufman, tight end. Three, Lynn Dickey. Two, Larry Brown. And number one. Lynn Dickey. Steve Grogan. Paul Kaufman was a stud. Remember Lynn Dickey's bar in Kansas City? Did you oh, go yeah. there? Got my first uh, ticket uh, going down there to watch an old radio show when Conrad Dobler used to have a radio show. Really? I was like 16, first made a legal left turn or something. Oh, like yeah. For, for dollar Dobler dogs. My mom used to take me to sports bars to watch Chiefs games when I was a kid, and we used to go to Lynn Dickey's. Remember the uh, the Chiefs playoff game where they beat Todd Marinovich? Oh, yeah. The snake, Todd Marinovich, Chiefs and Raiders. I think they were the Los Angeles Raiders at the time. That's a blast from the past, Lynn Dickey. Yeah, we watched that at Lynn Dickey's. They had great curly fries. They were unbelievable. You notice that almost half of our like talk that's supposed to be sports turns into food? Well, because sports and food go hand in hand. They do. They really do. Crazy Ray, we'll see what's on your mind next. This is Bank at Night on your home for Royals baseball and the official broadcast partner of the Kansas City Chiefs, 610 Sports Radio. Welcome back to Bank at Night. Jay Binkley, sports machine, weather machine, Sean Levine. Grant Nicholson produced the operation. I guess there's tornado... Watches and warnings, various cities. I don't, I don't have the radar up in front of me. Someone had a text line asked about radar. There's lightning outside. They've got an issue with the the television. Obviously, they're they're out, so I can't uh, I can't see 
What's going on? I can't see if there's lightning outside. Well, they're not out because of the weather. They're out because we didn't pay the bills or something. Well, I, don't, I don't know why it is. But They've been out for days. I can't see it. Crazy Ray, always have time for you, my friend. What's up, Crazy Ray? Uh, well, if you want to know, uh, Tyreek Hill is not a big deal because every time Mahomes is our quarterback, we're actually in the playoffs. And I actually kind of believe with the media and the, and, and the news on this that I think that, you know, one of these days we'll get back to the Super Bowl. I'm not really worried about who we trade. You know, Mahomes makes everybody a star on the team. And, you know, we still got tra- and Travis Kelsey's not going nowhere. But, you know, my favorite thing and my philosophy is if you're a man, right, and if you watch football, if you know the football game, you take your shirt off and just run on the field, run somebody over as a running back and be selfish with the ball, run as hard as you can into somebody else. That's how you play. I used to play rugby when I was a young man, and I just I just took my shirt off in the puddle, and we ran in the rain. Just just take the on. shirt off and run. This chief needed a guy to just take his shirt off and just plow somebody. I feel like that's decent advice. It's great advice. <laughs> take your, just take your shirt off and run through everybody. I mean, does he? What What do you think it would cost to get crazy right in there blocking, like lead blocking, like Tony Richardson style with his shirt off? Yeah. That's what they need. I don't know. I think. Listen, do you want Jerick McKinnon back? Do you want him to draft running back? I, I'm good with him drafting running back. I've never been a fan of drafting running back in the first three rounds. Like you get him fourth and beyond, I'm good with that. Why don't they? Why don't we just? I've just never been. Why a don't fan we of just that. call it like it is with Clyde Edwards-Alaire and with McCall Harvard? Just like put up or shut up. Now's your time. You have an awesome opportunity in front of you, both you guys. Like, there's no reason why McCall Harvard can't be the number one for this team. There's no reason why. That he's been in the league now for enough time. He doesn't have Tyree Kill in front of him. It's a role for him at this point. Why? I, I can't say that, but Clyde, Clyde's weird, man, because he's the only running back in the history of the SEC, which has had 99 running backs drafted since 2000, to ever have 50 catches and over 1,000 yards rushing. Hey, he don't do that here. Running. Well, the thing is, you keep waiting for it to happen. Like You keep waiting for it, for it to happen, and it just hasn't happened like you thought it would when he first got here. I understand why they got him. I understand the skill set was perfect for what the Kansas City Chiefs were looking for. But again, I'm going running backs fourth round on back because you look at running backs and it's been a dime a dozen position. You've seen undrafted free agents star in this league and do really well. Hell, they won a Super Bowl, Damian Williams. I heard you say earlier that you think their screen game is going to be much better this year. I do. I think it's going to be way back. And I agree with you, but great. Your screen game's going to be better. You get a dink and dump. You know, it was a lot of fun yeah, watching Tyree kill, you know, run 40 yards past double def- uh, 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 double teams they changed and a little bit this yards year, way, after the, the catch. Like, them. I don't care about screens, man. Come on, man. This Oh, I love the screen game of the Chiefs. Love the screen game. The Chiefs offense has it got worse over the last week and a half with the moves that they've made. I don't, there's no other way around it. Tyreek Hill, maybe you'll look back four years from now when his contract expires and say he wasn't worth it. The Dolphins overpaid. He got slow. The Chiefs turned all these guys into draft picks. But if we're talking about March, whatever the hell it is, 2022, right now, the Chiefs are a worse football team. The Chiefs' chances of winning the Super Bowl are less than they were a week and a half ago barely. when they had Tyreek Hill. They're still behind the Bills and the AFC. But the way the way I look at it is, and I do like some of these moves, this is underrated, like Jaron Christian. That comes in as, as a lineman. They can start on left tackle, right tackle, just depth moves. I like Jermaine Carter, the brightest linebacker. I like Deion Bush at safety, Justin Reed. I like these under the radar moves and and MVS and with Juju because I don't think they're done yet. And I love the fact that they have two first rounders, two second, two third, 
and two fourth. That's where you do your damage. That's where you make A in the NFL. What is it exactly that you like about what they've done with the wide receiver core? So they got rid of probably the second best wide receiver in football, again, and again. they got two guys that maybe when they're at their best, they're not as good as Tyreek Hill. There's no question. Combined, they're probably not as good as Tyreek Hill. I don't think they're done. But I like the skill set and what they bring in. I like the cap money freed up, especially with the cap going up because you have other people to pay. Listen. No, they're not as good as Tyreek Hill. There's no question right now they're not as good as him. But I don't think they're off as bad as we are. Mahomes 4-1 and one without him, so we'll see if he can keep that. Well, that's the up. assumption is that Patrick Mahomes can make any wide receiver great. And but you still need great receivers, like I've been saying. He didn't make Demarcus Robinson great. I mean, Byron Pringle improved as his career went along. He got but a lot better. McCall Hartman hasn't been great. Like, the truth is, by the time that he got here, you pointed this out earlier, Travis Kelsey and Tyreek Hill were already here. He made those guys that were already good. Hall of Famers. He took him to the next level. Look what we did with Albert Wilson. Kind of paid Miami now. But he hasn't been good. Garden. No. He hasn't been good. He's, but he he's made got him rich. Good because that's what good he didn't make him do. good. He, got him, he made him you know, rich. That last game against the Broncos? Remember that week 17 game? Of course, yeah. Where Albert just blew up, man. Because he didn't have anybody else to throw to. Give me one example, and I'm not saying it can't happen, of a wide receiver that wasn't here before that Patrick Mahomes made great. None of those guys. Again, it's not like Tyreek Hill sucked by the time Patrick Mahomes got here. He took him to another level. Like he took For Tyree sure. To another Absolutely. Level. Okay, then can he take a guy like a Juju Smith-Schuster who's had two good years in his career and turn him back into that guy? I can he so. take Marcus Valdez-Scantling, whose career year is 700 yards and six touchdowns, and turn him into a 1,000-yard wide both, receiver? Both of, he's over in his career catches and yards this year. Both those guys. B- both him, yeah. So I don't know about Juju, but MBS. What yeah. do you think Harbin does this year? He, again, he's going to be more of a gadget, specialized role. I know they, they people keep wanting him to be Debo, but he's about three inches shorter and about 30 pounds of light. I don't need him to be Debo. Just go out there and produce, yeah. man. Can't exactly be total Debo. Let's go to uh, Big Al in Kansas City. What's up, Big Al? Hey, guys. How's it going? Yo. How are you? Just got done Just got done with the workout. My wife was like, get your get that car home. It's got liability insurance or else. <laughs> Better get home, man. Anyway, no. <laughs> no, I was I was going to ask you guys. I've been listening to you on the about the obviously you guys have been talking about the wide receivers. Obviously, Hills to me, in my opinion, Hills was a big loss, right? But I know we're getting the cap space or cap money back. My question is to you guys, and I just wanted to hear your opinion: is Do you think that like a Patrick Mahomes is you know would go into in in the locker room or the coach and say, "Hey, look, get me some goddamn receivers that's going to replace this since this happened." And uh, anyway, I just wanted to hear your thoughts. No, no, I'm sure, you know, I mean, <laughs> yeah, you, you lose a town like Terry Kill. I'm sure that, you know, it didn't thrill any quarterback. Now he's going to be glad and supportive of everybody else he got. But man, that's a huge weapon you had uh, just removed from you. I think he went in a couple of years ago with his agent and said, give me all the money. And then they said, here's what we'll give you. And he said, give me more money. And I'm not saying that Patrick Holmes is satisfied making more money than any player in the history of the NFL. He obviously wants to go out there and win. But it's going to be difficult to do. Like part of the reason why the Chiefs were so successful Pat's first few years was because of his contract. The best quarterback in the league was making minimal money. He was on a rookie contract. Well, now he's making the opposite of that. He's making the most money. So very manageable, though, they can convert to sign. But just to answer his question, I don't think the Chiefs are at a point, even if Patrick Mahomes did walk in there and say, hey, I need more. I need better weapons. They're just going to say budget. We've only got a certain amount of money. And, yeah, they've got some extra money now with Tyree Kill being gone, but those names aren't really out there. Who are we talking about? Odell Beckham? I mean, would that wet your whistle if they got Odell Beckham? To me, that's just another guy that you add to a core. You don't get that much better. Again, I think right now it's two and three with Juju and in um, MBS. Travis Kelsey's back to being your, your main target for this team. Not that he wasn't one or two targets with this team in the past, but 
his production is going to be, I mean, they're going to count on him a ton. Like they are going to count on Travis Kelsey. And I keep wanting them to find a replacement for him, like through the draft. I know what Gray's, listen, Noah Gray, I had him for 15 catches last year, didn't quite get to it, but you've got to eventually find a replacement for Kelsey. That's another thing through the draft. When he's waiting, who they draft him for tight end. I know Blake Bell's back here. Jody Fortson's going to play again. But the tight end is such a big part of this offense. Watch, they're going to draft a tight end early, and everybody's going to be talking about it. Like, we need wide receivers. We just got rid of Tyree Kill. What are you doing? Then they're going to see the writing on the wall, and there's going to be another panic session here in Kansas City. That's what's going to happen, aren't they? They're going to draft the tight end. Everybody's going to go, what does this mean? Is this it for Travis Kelsey? Because once Travis Kelsey's gone, man, and it's kind of just Patrick Mahomes, I guess technically Chris Jones will still be there, a couple other dudes. It's starting to feel a little bit like when they broke up the Royals in 2016 and 2017. Then you look up in 1819, it's a whole different team. First pick, what are they get in what position? Real quick. Oh, wide receiver. Okay. I'm gonna go, I'm gonna go wide receiver at 30, 29. I'm going to edge. How about you, Grant? I'm with you, Bink. I think it's edge first. Edge first, then we're receiver just right next. I after think after that, just best player available. I think they trade up the second round. They got plenty of needs. Sean, always fun. We'll see you Friday yeah, night. Friday night, we're gonna have a ton of fun. See you guys later. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for well-qualified customers. Contact us before canceling accounts to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See T-Mobile.com.